All right. Welcome to the Raz Blitz podcast. I am joined today by Jay and T Hole. We are Zachless yep. again tonight because he has to live tweet a high school football game. So uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, or as T Hole thinks, he's doing some Mormon stuff. So that's uh, not even a joke. He actually is live tweeting. What was it? A high school football basketball? What's what's the season right now? What's I think it's it? football season. Okay, all right. It's been and a long I time. That. That's the groundwork that <laughs> the legends do when they become something 10 years later. And your people are like, what is that idiot? What is that guy doing? Why is he wasting his time doing it? 10 years later, he'll be winning awards. He'll be doing things because he put in this groundwork. And I respect him for it. I, I do feel sorry for him because I feel like he actually does have Razbon on his resume. And it kind of <laughs> – it's like – No, he actually, he actually did funny. text me one time and he was like – uh can I put you down as a reference? I was like, hey, you sure, you sure you want to do that? But I was like, yeah, man, absolutely. That makes me sad that he didn't ask me to be a reference. I'm, I'm the, you know, I don't say it that much, but I'm the boss man here. What's going on? What is going on? It's true. Well, he went right around you like that. The yeah, maybe, the, maybe the tables are turning. You know, I'm, mm. I'm too nice. I'm, I'm, I need to go into supervisor he did mode. Just- Choke him yeah. out a little bit verbally. Just, yeah. just give well, him. Just give him. So. Yeah, 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 it's right. time to send out some uh, <laughs> passive aggressive emails during yes. the week. Yes. Those so, are the no, best. I, don't, I don't send passive aggressive emails. I only passive aggressive uh, CC people, and sometimes. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so we're we're gonna do something a little different today, uh, similar to what we did for the NFL draft. But we have three of us here tonight, and we're gonna kind of mock draft through uh, the first two rounds. We're gonna kind of rotate. So, um, yeah, we're going to get right into that. But first things first, Jay, how do you keep track of uh, league fees for for the leagues that you commission? I don't. Please tell me how. Please tell me. <laughs> well, have you ever heard of LeagueSafe.com? I have not. Tell me more. I'm excited. <laughs> T-Hole, have you heard well, of LeagueSafe? You know, to, 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 to tell you the absolute truth, to keep it 100% honest with you, I have been using LeagueSafe before I ever worked for Razzball, before I met any of you guys, I, honest to God, that's what the website we've been using for years and years and years. It's great. It works out great. I like it. Good. Well, yeah, like you're saying, it's a safe and easy way to keep your fantasy funds online instead of having to be responsible for the cash. You can't trust people. Give you me the can't. Cash. <laughs> you cannot trust people. I'm telling you, I play in all these leagues with all these other idiots, and like they try to get the money at the end of the season because nobody pays. And it's right. like the way we do it is like we make you put your money in League Safe, or you're not playing. Period. Before the season, League Safe handles it, hundred percent accurate, proven, proven product, hundred percent. Send me a T-shirt, but I'm telling the truth. Five hundred. Everyone's your brother until the rents due. You gotta remember that, guys. Exactly. Life lessons with our ad. 500,000 people have used League Safe. The funds are locked for the season, so nobody has access to it until the day after the season. It has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau. And if you use the promo code RASBALL, you can get $10 added to the League's pot, and that's for new customers. So with that, let's get right into it. Jay, since you're the boss man, we'll give you the first pick. Oh, damn. You know, we just... um... I just finished up, and we'll have a wrap mm. on this next week. We just finished up Pod Vader's mm-hmm. uh, Expert League, uh, and you know the first pick was in between. Obviously, it's Johnson and Bell. There's kind of a debate on the show of what, what who to go with first. Um, the trouble is in this specific league, I actually owned both last year because you know Bell was um, 
was out for the first couple of games. So I was able to draft David Johnson in the first round and then Bell in the second round. So I don't think we'll ever see that again. And that that's basically why my team finished first place. Because, you know, I mean, how are you going to take on both Johnson and Bell? Uh, but yeah, in this yeah. case, I think my rankings say Johnson. So I think I have to go Johnson if that's what my rankings say. So I'm going to go with the Johnson. David Johnson. All right, T-Hill, we'll give you the second pick. Damn, man. I want a DJ. Yeah, Johnson for me is the unquestionable number one overall pick this year. But I'm going to just – I'm just going to take Le'Veon and just not, – we don't need to get too in-depth here. Is he suspended again this year? I don't think so as far as I know, even if he is. So I'm last talking. I heard, he uh, he turned down the contract. Sorry, that gonna was going to hold out? Uh. But I am also hearing that he's probably going to be there uh, by the first day. They that came out yesterday, so I heard they're getting closer and closer. To, I don't like uh, when that happens, but I'm mean, still going to take him anyway. I'm tempted to take a receiver or something, but I'm still just going to stick with Le'Veon because the facts are facts, and when he has the ball in his hands, he's about the most dangerous player in the league, along with David Johnson, who in my mind. Looks- those two are the best two running backs on question right now. Let me. Uh, uh, did we go over like what's the scoring? What what's the what's the scoring here, uh, Matt? Uh, let's do PPR. The- PPR is getting popular, so okay. we can just do PPR. Okay. Well, let's. How about we do half PPR? So half that's our point. RCL league, half PPR. and then we kind of average out the the two leagues, so people can just kind of take the meaning of it. So, and really quick, I I just want to mention you guys. It's pretty much right. It's like David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell is like just their own tier. I mean, it's like one A and one B. I don't really mm-hmm. see like a fungible difference between the two. I mean, I I just prefer Johnson just because he had a monster year, and you know, Bell's just a tiny bit older, and I I just I don't. It's not arguable. I think you could go either one, right? Like, if someone picks Le'Veon Bell first, you're not giving him any grief, right? Right. Well, with my pick, uh, I could argue that it's 1ABC with Antonio Brown. Sure, with um, PPR, yeah. I would, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's who I'm taking. He's unquestionably the best option in fantasy football uh, for wide receivers. Um, he's amongst the best with uh julio jones mike evans odell beckham jr but for fantasy purposes it's uh antonio brown hands down so that's my pick and it's uh back to you jay yeah i'll probably um so we're not doing snake we can snake uh yeah the, the, no i think we should keep no because we're kind of we're yeah. there's no th- such thing as a three-person draft so we might <laughs> as well just go down the board. Yeah, so i think we're just projecting where we see the picks going so we'll just uh I think if we go to her, and then we'll get confused because then, you know, Matt will be going twice and then, let's see. Oh, T-Hole wanted to go twice. That's why. I see how it is. I gotta Whatever, be- guys. <laughs> let's sandwich. do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'd probably go McCoy here. Um, I think I have him higher, a little bit higher than the than my peers. Uh, my ECR here says plus two uh, and ADP as well. So it looks like I'm taking a little bit higher. I just, you know... Running backs this year, the depth I'm I'm not really happy about. Uh, I'm I'm really in all my strategy posts so far this year. I, I've I've been struggling to see because in post in in past years I've been like, well, you know, there's there's some great middle round depth, and you could kind of maybe wait if you want to go wide receiver. But I think this year more than others, you really need to grab a running back in the first round, maybe even the second round, depending on your league's format and uh, the scoring. But in in this case. Uh, I think McCoy is a safe number four pick. Forever has that. I think the worst rounds or the worst picks in the first round are probably seven on because it 
kind of gets goofy in, in the tiers, but if someone uh, with the fourth pick is out there, I think McCoy is your best bet because you're getting you're not quite getting David Johnson Le'Veon Bell quality, but you're getting awfully close before it drops off. All right, to you, T. Hole. Okay, you know I usually am a Julio Jones guy at this point, and I always I went go, I went him over OBJ last year also, but this year I feel like getting funky. I feel like getting a little sexy. <laughs> I feel like Julio's a little injury prone for my taste. OBJ, I'm gonna get real funky. I'm going Le'Veon, then OBJ, and then yeah, it's just gonna get nastier and nastier from here. I think he's gonna have. A monster year. He wants to be the highest paid player in the NFL. He wants to show out. He's got the best celebrations. He dances like a maniac. I feel it. I'm the same way. I'm going to take him out into my team championship. All right. We're uh, we're on the sixth spot right now. So far, we have three running backs off the board and two wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to go back to the wide receivers uh, with the top three running backs off the board so i'll take julio jones it was between julio jones and mike evans uh jay you sent out an awesome tweet i think it was today or yesterday talking about the production that julio jones had based on the i mean really lack of targets it was like 120 targets and he still brought in 80 80 some balls for 1200 yards i expect them to try and use him more in the red zone this year I can see double-digit touchdowns his way, and I could see a wide receiver two year for Julio Jones, as in wide receiver two overall uh, behind Antonio Brown. So I feel pretty safe taking Julio Jones here. So that's back to you, Jay. Yeah, and I, I totally agree. I love Julio, but uh, T-Hole makes a, a great point here that you know he, he does get nicked up once in a while, kind of like the A.J. Green uh type of player you know he kind of he goes missing for two or three games every year it seems like so um for for my pick with you know we're at number eight i think right now i i think somewhat i think you have to go melvin gordon here i don't mean to be a super homer i'm sure everyone who knows me is rolling their eyes right now that (laughs) that i picked a charger but it just it makes a lot of sense because again you know my philosophy here are running backs in the first round. I, I appreciate the fact that the wide receivers are taking above slot. I mean, if you if you have the third pick, I think Antonio Brown makes sense. If you have the, you know, if you have the a top seven, top six pick, OBJ, Julio Jones makes sense. But this is what I'm talking about. Like when you reach the pick seven and you kind of go on, it there's a huge drop off. And so while Mevin Gordon may not be you know a pick that you like, I think it's still a strong pick. He's still going to be a. A big part of the Chargers' offense. You saw what he could, he's capable of last season. He's still young. There isn't really a huge history of, of dealing with uh, injuries and whatnot. So I, I feel safe about this. Uh, I'll say this: I feel safer about this than uh, a Jahi or Freeman. So that, that's why I'm going Gordon here. All right, T. Hole, back to you. I think we are on the eighth pick. Back to you, or back to me. I'm stealing your player because he's got number one receiver upside. Number oh, one no, overall. don't do about, it. That's right. I'm talking 12 TDs minimum. I'm talking 16, 17 max in a season where Jameis is going to be chucking it up. I'm talking Mike, big dog, big nuts Evan, the big dog, <laughs> Mike Evans. He's coming through. I'm an upside guy. He's got the size. He's going to get the targets, as we know. He's a big dude. Big end zone target, which is the only reason I usually don't want Odell Beckham 
that early just because I don't picture him as like the big bodied, big go up and up high target guy. And Evans can jump over anybody in the league. So that's my guy right there. And uh, that's what, that's where it's got to be at, man. Jordy Nelson might be a safer pick, but I'm going with the upside. All right. So pretty much at this point, I'm at the ninth pick. And all the receivers that I think would be first-round value are gone to this point. I mean, we're talking about the big four with Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Odell Beckham Jr. So kind of like what Jay was saying, I'm going to go ahead and take a running back here because I think it is very important to have a really good running back. So I'm going to go with, I believe, J.H.I. is still on the board. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to take J.H.I. for upside. Um, I believe with the pass catching ability and everything and the ability to bust out 200 yard games. And I don't think the offense takes that much of a step back with Cutler as, as many of us saw last night, I know it was preseason, but Cutler actually looked pretty damn good. So yeah, I'm going to go with JHI here and I feel pretty good about it at number nine. So back to you, uh, Jay for the number 10 pick. Yeah, you know, I think you're totally correct what you're saying here. I would, I would only mention that it, I think it's okay if let's, you know, we are doing half PPR, and if you do PPR, I think it's okay to start thinking about, you know, the AJ Greens, the Jordy Nelsons, uh, Jordy Nelsons. In this range, I wouldn't want to take them too high in standard, but at this area, you can justify. It. I'm going to go ahead and say, uh, if if I saw JHJ get taken off the board, I'm immediately going. Uh, at number 10 for Devontae Freeman because then you're getting into the tier of DeMarco Murray, uh, Jordan Howard, um, and then you're getting to Fournette, which, you know, all has... I mean, they're they're elite talents, don't get me wrong, and they, they should be taken where they're at, but they, a couple more question marks start to surface, and so I, I think once you get Devontae Freeman, you, you then enter into a little more uh, a precarious uh, area when it comes to running back. So I'm going to go ahead and take him off the board at 10. Mm. Mm. That was who I was going to go with, of course, <laughs> even though I'm a huge fan of his backup also, but they did just pay the man. So, um, I, gosh, I really want to do something here because, well, I think I, was, man. I, I wouldn't expect otherwise. I'll, I could get him around later. I can Dominic, get him around. Dominic Brown plays baseball still, T-Hole. You can't okay, get him. okay. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go with the most disappointing player from last year, but now he's in the new offense. <laughs> now they've got the new coach, the guy who's younger than me, I believe, which is embarrassing, but I don't, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what's happening to my life? How is he where he is and I'm where I am? I don't understand it, but that's not going to stop me from taking Todd Gurley and him having the biggest oh, wow, that's a reach. of all this time. This is an 11th pick. Yep, that's what I'm doing. Because I already have two. Well, I don't know if we're we basing this just up, up straight up or like my personal players that I've been drafting this far. Oh, yeah. No, it's for definitely it. where you want. Yeah, yeah. We're, okay, because yeah. he's coming to my team where now I've got Le'Veon. Well, I guess it wouldn't really make sense because, again, there are no three team leagues. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to put him up there. I'm taking him over a guy like DeMarco who I'm worried about injuries and just age. Jordan Howard just got banged up the other day. I hate the Bears overall. I think they're going to be in trouble. Although I am a huge Jordan Howard. If it came down to it, I might go Jordan Howard over him. But I think Gurley still has freakish upside. And I'm curious to see what he's going to do in this offense. So I'm just going to get freaky and just do it, man. 
Yeah, the Teal's credit. I, I'm a huge fan of Gurley again this season. Um, I think last season was just it was. I mean, <laughs> just everything around him was questionable. I don't think it was just him. I think lots of offensive line was terrible. I thought the offense was terrible. I thought the coaching was terrible. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm with Teal. I probably wouldn't have taken it this high, but I I do love the boldness of it. And think of it this way, you know, if if you're a guy who who is nervous about DeMarco Murray, who doesn't really quite see what all the love is about Jordan Howard, you know, and you don't want to take a risk on Fortnite. I mean, I think you could justify it, but, you know, it's a hard hill to climb, but T.O. can do it with the best. All right, yeah. uh, So you think the addition of Sammy Watkins is is really going to help them with defenses not being able to stack the box against – against Gurley, I mean, so they it's, don't... It's not going to hurt, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I agree that it's a little high, but I can definitely see uh, first-round value coming out of Gurley this year if everything plays out like it's supposed to. So my boy Jordan Howard's still on the board at number 12, so I'm going to take Ooh. him. He's a high-volume guy. Uh, that's what I want out of my early-round running backs. Uh, everyone's prone to injury in the NFL. They're all getting hit, so you want to go with the guys who are who are high volume um, to get as I mean as many touches as you can before uh, the randomness of injury happens. Uh, I don't know kind of where I'm going with that, but uh, Jordan Howard plays in a bad offense, it, no doubt about it. But he's going to be the primary red zone target when they do get into the red zone. Um, Multiple 100-yard games this this year, I project. So I think it's a pretty good pick at number 12. All right, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm going to break out of my running back funk here. And, you know, I see some receivers here that I like uh, now that the running backs are starting to go. Um, I think right here in half PPR, it's a toss-up between A.J. Green and Jordy Nelson. Um, I think we're just entering the second round uh, if this was a 12-team league. I think we're at the 13th pick. So I'm I'm definitely comfortable going with A.J. Green. But Jordy Nelson is, like, right behind. These two guys, I really don't see too much of a big difference. They obviously have some uh, a little bit of injury history concern. But they're both elite talents. Um, you know, the argument could be made that Jordy Nelson might be a bit safer because you got Aaron Rodgers to pair up with him. But no one can deny A.J. Green's talent and the fact that, um, you know, Ginger Dalton just force fit, feeds him the ball so much that it kind of offsets uh, the gap between um, him and uh, Aaron Rodgers in terms of skill level and talent. So, All right, T-Hole, back to you for the 14th pick. At pick number 14, I'm going to do something maybe even crazy. Well, okay, do it. No, do it. I am thinking that this guy is going to be so good and it's going to be something kind of like Le'Veon Bell and I think the suspension is could be reduced or possibly they may fight it so he may be he might start the season like on the team I don't know how this is going to work out but I'm just going to take Ezekiel Elliott right now and get it out of the way because if any of that suspension gets overturned whatever plus I'm the type of guy that I can make stuff work for a couple weeks, even five, six weeks if I have to. I still feel like I can win more than I lose, even with the high pick if I have to do a replacement-type player or get something else popping in that department, find a flyer for the week. That's what I do. So I'm going to take the high upside guy, even if he misses the full four, six games, whatever. Then he comes back. Sam Ford, too. 
three and three even. Then he comes back to my already loaded roster. And then I just destroy everybody the rest of the way. Those are the kind of moves that I make because that's just who I am. Yeah, you know, this is interesting because, you know, this is about the same thing that happened to me last season. I was talking about, you know, uh, Pod Vader's, uh, you know, the guy from ESPN's uh, Expert League. You know, this is exactly how I was able to draft David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. And just for the um, listeners out there, if, if we're going by, um, you know, if this was a real 12-team draft, the person, let's say T-Hole gets Ezekiel Elliott here, he would have paired up with my pick at 10 with Devontae Freeman. So you potentially have two number one guys. So if you can find a way to survive, you know, uh, the first six weeks, let's say... Let's just say maybe he, he it gets it down to four weeks or, you know, there's an appeal process. Who knows what happens? But if, if you can survive those first six weeks, you're essentially going late season playoffs with two premier running backs, uh, you know, potentially. So I think it, it's 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 early for me. I, I have him, I think, 36. And, Matt, I want you to look up your ranking and see where you have Ezekiel Elliott. But, and let uh, us know yeah, I put him at, like, 37. Yeah, I have so my rankings up right now. This okay, is my, my... way. Really quick, this is just this is my way of saying like I'm not taking the gamble personally. That's why I rank him a little bit lower. But I I've seen many people taking where Teal's taking him. I've seen a lot of people take him in the high and uh, late second round. I think it's okay. I think you can justify it just because if you build a strong enough team and if your draft goes well, you got an ace in the hole going into the most important part of your season. So I, I'm actually okay with this Elliott strategy. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it, and I have my article up right now, so I can read you word for word what I said. I said, assuming the suspension stays the same, I ranked Ezekiel Elliott where I'd feel comfortable taking him, which is number 37. I'm not comfortable taking him earlier than the fourth round in 10-team leagues based on him missing almost half of the fantasy football regular season be- just because the margin of error is so tight when you taking a guy so high in the draft that if he has a couple bad games, like – there's no justifying it. So he's basically going to have to run for over 100 yards every game the rest of the season and pile up touchdowns to justify where you're taking him in, in a redraft league. That, that's a big deal, Matt, that you brought up the fact that in 10-team league you wouldn't do it. Because in 10-teams leagues, it's a much different animal because there's just so much uh, free agent. Uh, there's so much on the wire out there. There's so much talent that you don't need to take a risk like this at all. When, when you get into 12-team and 14-team leagues, mm-hmm. you almost that risk is definitely worth it because even though it puts you in the hole a little bit, man, if you can just hold on for a few weeks, it's... It, it's it's the best feeling in the world to bring someone in for free, basically a first round talent. So, all right, so we are at pick number fifteen. So Jay, why don't you tell me uh, if this aligns in a? Do you want to do twelve team? Yeah, I'm assuming it's twelve team. You know, just, okay. Uh, yeah, just where would I'm... my first pick have have aligned here? I remember my first fantasy draft. <laughs> well, I, I, no, I don't have it in front of me. I know you're kind of keeping yeah. track. So here's so. what we have. Like, I so the with fr- ten team leagues. I don't play a ten team league anymore. Yeah, ten team yeah. leagues. I I understand. Like, it's a great entry point for a lot of uh, new people to the game and also casual uh, players. But I think twelve team leagues is a great uh, place for a, a standard to be. That's also what our RCLs are at. Join them if you want. Just go to our leagues on the menu. They're open now. You can take on T-Hole for prizes. I don't even know why that plug came out. It's just natural. Uh, <laughs> it's a natural salesman. Okay, so here's the first round recap just for those um, who are in and out of this. We have, uh, I picked David Johnson, T-Hole with Le'Veon Belt, number two. Matt with Antonio Brown at number three. I picked LaShawn McCoy at four. OBJ at five by T-Hole. Julio Jones at six by Matt. 
I went Melvin Gordon at seven. T Hole went Mike Evans at eight. Matt went Jay He at nine. I went Devontae Freeman at ten. T Hole Todd Gurley at eleven. Jordan Howard rounded out the first round by you, Matt, and then the second round was me with AJ Green, and now T Hole with uh, Zeke. So, okay, yeah, I was just trying to align. Um, the fifteenth pick would have been with uh, the tenth pick, I believe. Uh, no. That's not that's not how you do math. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah. I'm just trying to do quick math in my head. It doesn't yeah, matter. So 15 <laughs> would have been pick number nine. So it would have been with J J He, I believe. Okay, J J. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It would have been with. Um... Yeah. So I messed it up. Yeah. So. Uh... I w- I won't ask you to do this again. We'll just no, we'll no. just go ADP. So it, my my same. Statement remains. I paired Devontae Freeman with with Teal's Ezekiel. Elliott. It was actually Todd Gurley with Ezekiel Elliott. So the, the okay. same information because it's still running back, running back. But in this case, it would have been Devontae Freeman with your, your with your pick now, Matt. So that's who you're pairing with. Okay, so I have a uh, elite running back, a uh, possible top five running back. So I'm going to pair him with a, a high up, or I mean a low floor wide receiver, and obviously very high upside with his quarterback. I'm going to go with Jordy Nelson since he's still on the board. Um, Aaron Rodgers threw for 40 touchdowns last year. I don't see any reason why he can't do it again, especially since he started so slow last year. And Jordy Nelson's his main red zone target. Jordy Nelson, if he stays healthy, is going to get 1,200 yards, and he's going to get a lot of those end zone targets. So I think it's a safe play. I think there's a lot of points out there for Jordy Nelson, despite him being 32 years old. I think he has another great season in him. Okay, so I, I'm up next. I, I like uh, pairing running backs with wide receivers. I think it's a smart play. But if you see something in the draft, and I think this is a great example of, of how your mileage may vary, the you, I'm sorry, the YMMV uh, thing about drafts is every draft is different. So you don't necessarily want to follow a script. And right now, looking at the board, I can see that DeMarco Murray still hasn't been taken. I have him in my rankings as uh, late first-round talent. I know there's a lot of risk factors there. I wasn't comfortable taking him in the first round. But now that I'm on the flip, yes, I, I'm pairing him with, uh, it looks like on the, according to the draft board, it was to um, Matt's pick of Jay Jehi at 9. I, I'm comfortable getting my two running backs out of the way now and going to Marco Mori. I think that's a great combo right there. And I'm getting DeMarco Mori at a discount a little bit here. Uh, let's see, it looks like minus 4 of where I had him. So I kind of I kind of like that. I thought about Michael Thomas. I thought about Fournette, but DeMarco Murray already uh, represents a little value for me, so I'm going to grab him here. All right, to you, Teal. Hopping in, sliding into your DMs with my boy Desi make a straight girl out of Des Bryant. <laughs> I'm coming through. He's another guy who's got – He's always banged, though, you know. So it's like it's tempt. He's just so tempting because he's got the size, the speed, the skills to be the number one overall receiver in fantasy. Especially if Elliott's going to miss some time. Maybe they throw a little bit more. If he can be, if he can just stay healthy. I know it's a big if. He always misses some games here and there. I'm tempted to go with Amari Cooper, who still has also has upside, in my opinion, and is. Maybe on the way up, where where um, Bryant is maybe kind of peaked already, and maybe it's just banged up. But I don't know. But I think Bryant still got that upside <laughs> where he could have a monster, monster season. So that that's what I'm going to do right there. And I will say, I, even though I mentioned earlier that it's precarious situation to kind of 
to go with a zero running back strategy or to to wait for a while. It is doable in half PPR and PPR. I would I would go against it, but I don't know if T Hole did this intentionally. He paired Mike Evans with Des Bryant. If you have that pair together, uh. I'm actually okay with it because I think you can get away with it. Because in the third round, you can get maybe a guy like Crowell. Maybe you can get mm-hmm. a guy like Lamar Miller. Uh, maybe maybe that's when you pick up Ezekiel Elliott. I think you can survive it. I wouldn't do it, but as, as T Hole just showed, it's it's possible. All right, for my pick, number 18th in the draft, uh, I'm going to go with uh, my number 14 overall player, Michael Thomas. Uh, With the departure of Brandon Cooks, he's going to be the number one target in New Orleans with a top three or four quarterback, depending on how you rank them. I have Drew Brees number three overall in my quarterbacks. Uh, He's going to be high volume, uh, him and Willie Sneed. Uh, with the talent that Willie Sneed has, uh, I don't think they can double-team Michael Thomas too much, especially with the way that Drew Brees spreads the ball around. He had a great rookie season. Once again, I'm when I'm looking for wide receivers in the second round, I'm looking for double-digit touchdown potential uh, with a 1,000-yard floor, basically. And I think his floor is above uh, 1,100, 1,200 yards this year with Brandon Cooks gone. So I think Michael Thomas is a great pick at 18. Okay, and Michael Thomas would be paired with uh, Melvin Gordon, it looks like. So I like that combination nice. there. Yeah, that's that's a good one, too. Um, I'm up next, and it looks like I'm trying to pair with Julio Jones. So I had thought about do, uh, drafting um, uh, either T.Y. Hilton or maybe Amari Cooper. Uh, those are two uh, big names, as T. Hall mentioned. Uh, Cooper is really good in, in half PPR, and I really like the fact that Carr uh, and him seem to be growing together, and that's that's always good. Um, I am going to go with Fournette here, though. I think he's uh, he could have gone earlier. I, I'm not the hugest uh, – like, I'm not crazy about the hype. Uh, you know, he, he's on a lousy team. Jacksonville still hasn't figured out how to win at, in the NFL, uh, you know, sans the – I think it was like a 10-win uh, you know, season in 2000 eight maybe i can't remember but um i've seen him gone earlier i'm comfortable taking him here uh especially if you pair him with like a julio jones uh an obj maybe in that area you know if i had a running back already on on this uh on what we're projecting here a team that's being built i i may have gone receiver but i'm I'm comfortable with fournette here all right uh t-hole it's to you uh, you guys, if you listen to the podcast, you already know how I feel about Leonard Fournette. I think he's Trent Richardson 2.0. I, I just don't see it. Um, Jacksonville has a terrible offensive line. I mean, I think it's borderline disaster territory once season two rolls around because I think he's going to get beat up this year. Um, I, it might sound a little hot takey, but I, I like the three other rookie running backs more than uh, more than Fournette. So T-U-T hole. Is Lamar Miller still on the board? Remember, people. Yes, forced, he is. People forced me to rank him higher. Let everybody, and I had him as like probably like the, you know, just outside the top ten running or somewhere around. The people were just going up on me how he's just going to have a monster season. It just didn't really happen for him. Could it happen for him this year? Absolutely. But I'm just going to go with a guy who has almost zero competition, and just take. My boy, the Cleveland Brown, Isaiah, feed the crow, because their offensive line is just about as good as anybody's in the NFL for whatever reason. They're dumping all their money in the O-line. Uh, 
And so, Crowell, they wanted Duke Johnson to play more receiver, whatever. He's kind of the only threat at running back. So, Crowell could have an absolute monster season. So, I'm just going to take him there just because I trust him a little bit more than I trust Lamar Miller. All right. So, this isn't what I usually do, but it's... we're getting to the point where we may be ending the podcast soon, and oh. there there are there are people who like to take quarterbacks early. So oh. it's it's not it's Don't not do my, it, man. Don't do it's it. Not oh. my, Don't do oh. it. It's not my, <laughs> it's not the strategy that any of us that I can think of at Razball like to oh. like to do. But uh, I'll take for the people who do oh. like to do it. I'll take Aaron Rodgers here. Um, like I said before, you're going to get about 40 touchdowns, uh, 35 to 40 range. Um, it's a lot of points every week, and if you're a safe type of player, uh, that's the player to do it with, whether it's uh, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. So, like I was saying, it's not what, what we do, but I'm just throwing it out there. If it's a strategy that you have, maybe your league is six-point six touchdowns or something like that where you can reach a little bit for a quarterback. So, back to you, Jay. So you want Aaron Rodgers? I want Aaron Rodgers. <sighs> okay, so uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be. <laughs> you're done. Get out. Of here. No. Um, so <laughs> yeah, we will be ending the podcast soon. We want to get through the second round, and I think we want to talk about uh, our DFS partner as well. But I would say, you know, more years than not, I, I've been an advocate to not draft quarterbacks high. I don't like seeing quarterbacks being drafted any higher than the fifth round, and that's not to say absolutely. Aaron Rodgers, but I'm just saying, there, there's not to say that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't go earlier. It's just I've never done it. I won't do it. And I know a lot of people do it. You know, there are arguments for it. I'm not against drafting elite quarterbacks early, especially this year where it's it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and then they're a big gap, and then you got your rest of the group. So in this case, especially in six-point league, of course you go Aaron Rodgers in a two-QB league. You should be drafting two quarterbacks or quarterback running back as your first two picks. Um, I know I do like that you picked Aaron Rodgers here, Matt, just so we can talk about it. I That's kind of what I did. I mean, yeah, as no, I said, it's it's not my strategy. Yeah, I'd, I want T-Hole's take on this too, but I just – I don't feel comfortable with it, but I think it's one of those things to where if, if someone sat me down and was like, listen, this is the way I'm building my team. You know, in this case, you're you're pairing up Aaron Rodgers with it looks like uh, LaShawn McCoy. You know, you uh, that, 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 that in itself is kind of iffy. That's a lot of risk there, but... um. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but I, I know you weren't looking at that way. I just... It tears me apart because I think there are arguments to be made about drafting elite quarterbacks early. I just I, I'll never find myself doing it. You know, I'll no, th- want there's really not. There's really not because there's guys like Kirk Cousins and and uh, Philip Rivers at the seven to ten to twelve range that you can get in the seventh or eighth round right. who who have. We'll probably score thirty points less throughout the season. That's just that's just a quick off the top of my head uh, guess. But I mean, the gap isn't that big as to where you're getting your your second running back or your first running back as opposed to waiting for waiting through the no the no running back uh, strategy. I mean, the gap in points doesn't justify taking a quarterback in the second round, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, T hole, where are you on this? Like, w- would you ever take Aaron Rodgers this high, or would you take? <laughs> Would you Absolutely. take Russell Wilson earlier? <laughs> Absolutely not, man. I, I, the last time I got tricked into taking a quarterback, was it? Who was it? I think it was 
Colin Kaepernick, maybe after his like rookie year, when I'm like, this guy's the the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. This guy is just incredible. Like, never seen a talent like this. I think I took him like either in the second or third round. When I mean, I thought at this point in time, I thought this guy was taking the world by storm. He was the next star. I thought he was better than Russell Wilson. I thought he was going to rush for a thousand yards. I thought he was just going to do incredible, incredible things. And obviously, that didn't work out. And I'd probably never do that again. I mean, the only time. I remember when Michael Vick came back for the Eagles, and I had him that year when Kevin Cobb got hurt, and he just went absolutely off. And Matthew Barry and all these other people had him as the number one overall fantasy pick the following year. It was that real. He was that filthy, running in so many touchdowns. And, uh, you know, it just doesn't ever – it's so rare that anything like that would ever actually happen. You need the rushing touchdowns to make it a valid pick like right, Cam, right. like Cam Newton was worth a second round pick probably or a first round pick even the year that he won the MVP and had all the rushing touchdown and blah 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 but if you're not getting that which you can't ever predict rushing quarterback touchdowns for a quarterback uh it's just it's just not worth it to me cuz then you're just in a deep hole as you mentioned at either running back or receiver unless you're able to find a steal later on and in that case everything's to use a term I've never used in my entire life, hunky dory. Uh, everything's <laughs> all good then, and then, uh, but yeah, you're giving yourself too much work. I I always, almost always, wait on a quarterback, definitely, and I don't even take them as early as you're talking about. I'm talking about more of like, I think last year I was kind of on the Cousins train. I mean, you can get you can get these dudes just <laughs> late, like you can get a Mariota this year is very intriguing. Or, I mean, the guys like Matthew Stafford and Jay Cutler are always there really late. And, I mean, those are guys that can put up big-time numbers on any game. So, I mean, there's guys there. Yeah, the thing about Mariota is it depends on what site that you check out. Because earlier this – I mean, if you're outside of Razzball, if you're checking out, like, major sites like ESPN and Yahoo and whatnot, there is such a big variance between where these sites have them. It's anywhere from uh, the third quarterback – or I'm not – sorry, not third. Uh, the sixth quarterback to the 16th. So, mm-hmm. I mean – it's it's a he's a wild card this year. I mean, he could go in the sixth round in your draft, depending on who you're drafting with, or I mean, it could be the twelfth round. But like you were saying, uh, that you wait on quarterbacks. Who are you really looking at this year? That's Deal. a great. That's a great question. I'm actually I'm embarrassed to say this because I never really like to take like Jay Cutler, but I mean, I'm looking at what I look as I've noticed. For the last couple of years, their receiving weapons are top of the line, high upside guys. They got to stay healthy, obviously. But Parker, Stills, uh, Landry, they brought in the tight end Julius Thomas. They've got uh, they've got running backs that can catch the ball. I mean, I think he's got a lot of weapons. I mean, he's that's like a really that's like a really cheap option. I mean, he should be there <laughs> like extremely late. And then, um, you know, I I want to say Tyrod Taylor again, but I mean, I just hate, I cannot stand what this team is. I cannot stand their receiving core. So, I mean, I'm thinking more like, I mean, Andy Dalton is a guy you could even take late because they added Ross, right. and then they got, I mean, they got everybody back healthy. They added Mixon, the rookie running back. They still have uh, their other running backs. They catch the rock. Bernard, who's obviously a nice pass catcher. 
So, I mean, he's a guy that could just, by just being out there, put up solid fantasy numbers. And then another guy who could bounce back is Eli Manning. Because if Shepard's okay, now they have Shepard, Brandon Marshall, and OBJ. And they got the rookie tight end from, uh, is it Ole Miss or Mississippi State? Whatever. They got Ingram there. That's kind of like a receiving weapon. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I I think guys like that are just going to be there so, so late that you could literally wait the entire draft and take a dude like that, and you could be totally fine. Or they And they could go off. I mean, they could have great numbers. So that's, no. that's, the, that's the route I'm going to take. No, I totally agree with you. Um, so we're going to rapid fire the last four uh, picks because it's it's the weekend time, and well, I know – it's last three, I think. So it goes me, T. Hall, and then Matt. That's how we finish up. That'll take care of the two rounds. And um, okay, yeah. Even though it's rapid fire, I do I do want to give some thoughts on this because there's there's two reasons why I'm going to go with the next pick. I had thought about going Mixon, maybe T. Y. Hilton, uh, maybe still Amari Cooper since he's out there. But since I'm pairing with Antonio Brown, who Matt picked with the third pick, uh, I. Having Antonio Brown, which we discussed, is 1A, 1B, and he's 1C, you're kind of in your own tier. You have a little bit of uh, play money to kind of throw around. So with this pick, I'm higher than most with him, but I've always been a huge fan. And since I know T-Hole is picking right after me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to snipe him. Marshawn Lynch is my pick. Ooh. Uh, Oh. My last pick. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Damn. I'm going beef mode. Off the table. Well, while T-Hole's gone. While T-Hole gathers himself, Jay, um, why don't we talk about FancyDraft.com real quick while he's loading up. For sure. So, so Fancy Draft will be holding a $25,000 NFL preseason free roll on Saturday, August 26th. This is their way of giving all new and existing users a first look at all the playing enhancements that we've made that they've made since last season. They're also giving away $25,000 in free fantasy cash and prizes. So, let's spread the word and get as many people as possible to enter the tournament. Uh, do we have a promo code for this at all, Jay, or is this just uh are we um, checking out? Well, we're going to have a linky dinky in in the podcast okay. post. So if anyone who's listening, just go on over to our post and go and click on that link to get you in. Honestly, I know a lot of people don't like DFS because you have to commit money to it. Free rolls, you should always play and just see if you like it or not. I mean, there's no risk here. You just sign up with your email. Yeah, I mean, if you want to mark it as spam, if you don't like it, just mark the emails as spam so you don't get it. But I think I do free rolls all the time. Uh, DFS... I'll, I'll admit it, it's not exactly one of my favorite things in fantasy sports, but if there's a free roll, I always do it because at least, you know, there there is it's kind of fun playing this kind of lottery, you know, where you're just picking your own players and seeing seeing how good you can be if, if it's something that you like. So, I, you know, I, I, I try it out just to see what's up. All right, yeah, that's uh, if you are an iTunes subscriber and don't have a chance to click on our link, that is uh, fantasydraft.com, so definitely check that out. All right, T-Hole, right, you can I it pick, up? Can I pick? Okay, half-point PPR. <laughs> uh, man, see, for me, I always get too, like, I get too excited. I get too turned on. I get too just thinking of the possibilities, thinking of the upside, thinking of the up. And last time this happened, last time this guy was hurt, he slid in drafts, and then he returned and just had an absolute monster season. I'm just going to say everybody's off on Gronk right now, but guess what? This guy's the biggest freak to ever play the position and 
this is when you get high upside guys is when they come off an injury because, yes, he might get injured again. Yes, he could disappoint. But imagine the possibilities, as I said. What if he's healthy? What if he just goes up? <laughs> what if he's in this epic offense that looks like nothing we've ever seen and he just gets you another 12, 15 times? The rest of the tight ends, I'm going to tell you what. They don't excite me that much. I don't know. Jordan Reed is one of my favorites. He's heard all the time. Jimmy Graham is getting a little overlooked. I think the Seahawks offense is going to be more explosive this year, and I think he could have another big season. And then you've got the usual guys like Olsen and obviously Kelsey, who are really solid, but they're kind of limited. Or at least Kelsey's kind of limited with Alex Smith as far as, for whatever reason, he doesn't seem to get in the end zone enough. Kelsey is obviously should be a target monster, especially with them losing Macklin also. So that's tough for me. But I'm still gonna just go with Gronk. No, yeah, that's a that's a great pick because he can be a value pick anywhere you take him outside of the first round because he does have the capability to just be a complete monster. And I keep uh, forgetting how early in the draft it is. I'm kind of off base here. <laughs> no, we're at the end. We're Gronk. at the end of the second round. <laughs> Honestly, this is where I have Gronk at 23. Yep. That's where he picked him. Yep. Okay. So I think yep, you're good. Me too. Me too. Uh, but yeah, and you brought up Travis Kelsey, and it's interesting because me, Jay, and Zach actually had uh, a little conversation on Twitter today, where Jay tweeted that he's Travis Kelsey is going to be a target monster this year and bring in a lot of receptions, but he's never been a guy who uh, who scores touchdowns. I mean, he, what's what's his upside, Jay? Like eight touchdowns, maybe if if he's yeah, lucky. I don't think he'll get there. I think the gist of it was is I, I think I said, you know, basically he'll get more targets, like way more targets than Gronk, but way less touchdowns. I think that has a lot to do with Alex Smith, too. I think it has a lot to do with that offense. Um, you know, I think it has a lot to do with Andy Reid. I think when he gets close to the red zone, he likes to, you know, try try to get cute sometimes. But, um, you know, I just, I just wanted to add that, you know, taking Gronk here, especially in half PPR, I, I don't like taking Gronk on the first round, especially this season, but second round, uh, late second round, I really do like him there. So, Alright, this is my last pick. This is uh, the 24th pick of the draft. Now, I want to take Dalvin Cook here, but I made a dumb pick last time, so I'm not going to do it. Even though it is half PPR, uh, I think Dalvin Cook will be good in the passing game with the Vikings. I think he's one of the best, one of the top three playmakers to come out of the draft this season. But there's a guy who kind of slipped through the cracks, and it's T.Y. Hilton. Since we're half PPR, he's not a reception monster, so it's kind of like in between PPR and standard a little bit here. But I think at the end of the second round's a good place for him. Uh, with Andrew Luck, I don't see him missing more than two or three games tops. Um, this stuff is weird to me. Like, what the It is really talk, weird. Dude? He was weird last year. Was it right? Like, a couple years ago, I mean, we're saying, like, this guy's the next... Like, this guy is incredible. Like, this guy is the next dude. Like, this guy is an amazing quarterback. It just... Something is wrong. I'm concerned. No, yeah, it's definitely... Him and Joe Flacco, like, there's something definitely wrong with both of them. Like, they aren't even practicing right now. It's it's crazy. Um, Jay, what do you think of Andrew Luck? Uh, I know he's your number three overall quarterback. He is not uh, anymore. 
<laughs> oh, he's not anymore. So he slid yeah. back. Uh, yeah. What do you have updated, now? Um, I think I updated and we did the tiers uh, like three days ago. I had I had to drop him to tier three at pick eight just because of the mystery surrounding it. I mean, he may even go lower because if he's not if he's not doing any preseason games, I think the third week of preseason is when we know what's going on because if he doesn't show up in week three of the preseason, then we know there's an issue here and he's not going to be ready uh, for the season. Um, but at this point, it's just. Uh, you know, I mean, if if it's shoulder, any kind of question marks. If he's not throwing, then I'm nervous. Yeah, I just oh, I, yeah. I don't think I'll touch him in general. But you know, there there's still value. I think if you get him in tier three, but that that's a risk that you'll have to be comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with it. So right, but um, yeah. So I took T. Y. Hilton here. I think he should still be able to produce with a backup quarterback, at least moderate numbers until uh, Andrew Luck returns. But, I mean, this pick could easily go sour uh, if Andrew ends up having serious problems and ends up on the pup list and misses at least six weeks. Uh, you could really get screwed on this pick. So, really, before... really quick, um, yeah, before we... let me just do a review uh, of the picks really quick, and then, Matt, I'll turn it over to you. So we had David Johnson first, then Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, LaShawn McCoy, OBJ, Julio Jones, Melvin Gordon, Mike Evans, J.J. He, Devontae Freeman, Todd Gurley, Jordan Howard, and then the second round came A.J. Green, Zeke Elliott, Jordy Nelson, DeMarco Murray, Des Bryant, Michael Thomas, Leonard Fournette, Isaiah Crowell, Aaron Rodgers, Beef Moe, Gronk, and then T.Y. Hilton. All right, that wraps up our two-round mock draft. Um, so we did want to talk a little bit. Um, we have our top 200 that came out this week. Um, me and Zach and T-Hole is going to put his out next week. So definitely go check those out. And uh, just a reminder that we respond to all comments. Uh, we like to help everyone out uh, with their fantasy teams, especially in the preseason, helping you out with drafts and uh, before the season trades and whatnot. So definitely hit us up on there. Um, Jay, what do you have going on this week? I'm watching Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to review um, the last. The last episode was kind of a hype builder, and I don't, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to discuss it until we have our Game of Thrones episode. But that was uh, that was that was the hype episode. So this this weekend is crucial. We we know in Game of Thrones universe that the episode before the finale is always pretty big. Uh, so I'm excited. I'm I'm ready. Yeah, we're in Battle of the Bastards territory right now. Hard Home 2.0 mm-hmm. sounds like. Yep, uh, T Hole. What do you think's uh... Well, I guess we won't, like you said, we won't really talk about Game yeah, of we'll Thrones right now. Hold, yeah, it's, it's like it's like in the Kama Sutra, you know, you just gotta you gotta you gotta do the build up. It's all about the build up, and then we'll release next week. You know, T right. knows just, what I'm talking about. Talks, yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I told Jay everything I know about Kama Sutra. We could talk about that on a whole other episode, probably. Also, because... Uh, we can, we can do a one-on-one Kama Sutra episode if you want, T-Hole. Okay, yeah, I have a lot to say it's on this Friday subject. night, woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you may need to call me back and get four hours of time uh, segmented. Yeah, more like four days, head. dog. Yeah, <laughs> Damn, know. Jay! <laughs> Jay. I, came, I came to play, you know? Yes. <laughs> Seriously. So so watch your moms, folks. Uh, so Jay's trying to go yeah. for four days, so... <laughs> Hey, he's the, your mom's joke guy, so. Yeah. Another your mom joke doesn't I land. I do with what I'm good, you know. <laughs> All right, T-Hole, what's your Twitter? Uh, Uncle Daddy T-Hole? <laughs> Is that it? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's it. We're good. 
All right, uh, so you're going to drop your rankings in the next couple weeks here? In the next couple days, yes. Yeah, next couple days. days. The season starts, yeah. I don't know, yeah, it's T-Hole. I got yeah. to do it before the season. Actually, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be ironic? Wouldn't that throw people off a bit? I'm releasing my rankings it's after great. the I, season begins. Yeah, well, I mean, just a note, I think it's great that I think fantasy football – I think fantasy football players have a have a have a greater sense of timing when it comes to drafts because you'll see baseball people draft in like January and stuff, and then fifteen people are injured on their team. I think yeah, I don't play comes, like that, man. Yeah, I wait till the last possible. Like the majority second. of fantasy football generally starts drafting. Like I think it generally starts drafting this weekend is when we start seeing mm-hmm. a lot of drafts, and then you know it picks up. I think next week and the week after that, the big weeks for drafting. And you know, if, yeah. if there's one thing about fantasy football players that do do right, it's that it's the draft timing. So. Yeah, the my my big we're dealing with here. Football is a much more uh, analytical sport. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, my big uh, home draft is the same night as the McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, so oh. that's going to be a rough day. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Rasball underscore MB. Uh, be sure to check out our commenter leagues. Uh, we still have plenty of spots available. You can win the prizes. You can play against T-Hole. He still has spots available. You can win a T-shirt. Um, let's see. I have Next week we have... Can we announce to the people? Because I had some of these people that joined my last league, like, because it was that. But then I don't know if they knew it got remade. I, I still don't know what is going on but maybe we can talk about that later sorry no talk about it now no we'll do tech support now yeah it's- yeah, yeah. yeah i'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what's going on because the other league was set up to be draft like on wednesday and like it wouldn't yes. let me it wouldn't let me change any settings yes, or have anything no fear. for anyone who wants to join t-hole's league it should be fixed soon uh the weekend's hitting us but i am in contact with our fan tracks guy and he's looking into the issue for t-hole because i had frank yeah. i have frank Gri- frank grimes one of my yeah, old, old compadres yeah. from the comment <laughs> section he wanted back in that a kodo rush one of the guys i befriended on twitter and is now is one of my home baseball leagues he wanted a piece of the action he was in there so yeah i mean it's not about me it's about them yeah i'm glad you brought it up though t hole if anybody has any issues with the rcls please just email j j a y at rasball.com we'll get that sorted out again this is a new type of season we're having with a new partner so we want to make sure everything is worked out so we can learn uh how to fix this and so there are less issues in the in the other sports that are going to run the rcls uh, soon we got basketball that'll be happening soon and then hockey and then baseball again the full rotation so uh we're, we're going to try to work everything out for time everyone. is a flat circle yeah this is all right <laughs> all right so yeah next week i'll have uh we have two Live draft episodes. We're going to go through the first few rounds. We have the Razball Writers League episode. Ooh. We have the Game of Thrones episode, which we're going to do early in the week. And, and there then... will be a Blog Talk Radio episode hosted by Pod Vader that'll recap the draft for all the Razball listeners out there. So we're going to we're going to have about yeah. five five podcasts next week. <laughs> um, and also we have the Industry Duds uh, draft podcast, which will be me, Jay, Justin Mason, and Mike. How do you pronounce it? Maher oh, no, or Maher? No, Jay, not Jay. Zach. Zach's going to be in that. Not me. Right? Oh, Zach. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you guys need to oh. let me know what's going on. <laughs> news alert you have to draft on wednesday no uh it'll be me zach justin mason and mike maher or maher however you Mayor. pronounce maher 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 okay all right let's say our goodbyes <laughs> that was my goodbye the all right see you later
<laughs> All right.